Hello, I'm North Belfast comedian Terry McHugh and I have spent years taking the piss out of people who have podcasts, but I've finally been convinced that I'm going to have to start one myself. So join me, the most reluctant podcaster on the internet, as I invite you into my home every week and just ramble about whatever's going on in what I'm calling Terry McHugh talking around the house. With you in a second. Guinness from a can's not spectacular, like, you know what I mean? But here. I know I built a bar, but I haven't put pumps on. That can go up there. There we go. And. Hello, welcome to another edition, a day late edition, and probably if you want to call it a two-week late edition of Terry McHugh talking around the house. Still in the bar, someone referred to it, someone sent me a message and referred to it as uh, the shed, which I wasn't happy about. It's not a shed, it's a bar. A lot of work went into this, and uh, I'm having a constant battle with it at the minute, right? There's a leak in the roof over there. Oh, and we're not behind the bar this week, so we just change it up. But there's a leak in the roof and I cannot find it. I have been up on the roof, I have sealed bits, I've patched bits, I have, I've tried everything, and there's still water getting in somewhere. And well, one of the lakes affixed, and then another lake came along. So I thought, well, the water's obviously got the point to where the lake was fixed, and it's went off somewhere else, and went, oh, we'll get in there. And the other battle I'm having with it is, you see, over that end's a black tin roof, and over this end, I put, uh, plastic perspex roof you know so you'd have a side with natural light the side where you could just sit and chill in the evenings and what i didn't allow for was condensation so you'll be sitting here making your own and next thing will just be a, the wind will blow and the roof will shake a bit and just the whole deluge of condensation droplets come down all around you so that's that's the battle i've been having <laughs> this past week or two uh and the reason uh what I call it, the reason I didn't do one of these last week was it wasn't well, but I'll tell you that in a minute. Because I have news. I have news. Uh, Guinness from a can. I've got news, but I'm going to do that whole I'm a comedian on the internet thing and not tell you what the news is. Uh, I'll tell you what the news is at a time of my choosing, but it's big news. It's it's something I've been wanting to do for years, uh, comedy-wise. So I will announce that news at some point, but not just yet. I know what it is. It's, it's not to be announced or to be confirmed. It's confirmed. I'm just not telling you yet. Uh, but no, this past week, oh, I, call, I, went to, I went back to being a comedian. I thought I'll go back and be a comedian again. Uh, came off from holidays and went to do a gig in Uri. Good friend of mine, Dar Matthews, he rung me, says, Ty, do you want to come down and do this gig? Uh, I'm like, yeah, of course. There's two people in Northern Ireland, if they feel the comedians in Northern Ireland, if they ring me on their no questions asked uh so you're always drunk with any of this gig i went yeah no problem and he sent me the details of it and it turned out there was there was a girl from bbc radio ulster uh was going to be doing her first seven minutes of stand-up at this thing and darn had been mentoring her and they were making a program for the iPlayer player about it and stuff and uh 
I noticed that when, and she was lovely. She was absolutely lovely. And she was asking advice and any advice that you give her, you could see she was taking it on. You know, she wasn't down going, oh, I'm a chameleon. You know, she was down going, right, teach me. I want to give this a go, you know. Uh, but I noticed when every time the MC went, and then we'll have BBCs, I was like, the minute she said BBCs, it was like, oh, my God, someone from the BBCs here. So I'm genuinely thinking it's changed my name, but they pulled to BBCs, Terry McHugh. And I'm like, you know, honestly, it's BBCs, Terry McHugh, the place. Like, oh, my God, it's someone from BBC. Uh, but she jumped up and did five, seven minutes. It was five minutes. It's still really well. And then I jumped up, and it was really, really weird because the last gig I'd done was uh, the Grand Opera House, and I pointed out to the audience that, ooh, last gig I did was the Grand Opera House, and I'm here in a wee cafe in Uri. It's funny how your career sort of, you know. <laughs> and they booed me. Part of my booze, but they booed me. But I did 20-odd minutes, tried some new stuff and all the rest, and it was, it was just nice to be back up doing it again and Luke McGivin was on who's a cracking comedian he's been around for years and I haven't seen him in donkeys I haven't seen a lot of people since COVID really like uh, made of mine in Australia comedian in Australia he sent me a photograph of him and uh, Mickey Bartlett and Mickey's over there gigging at the moment and uh, I just realised I haven't seen Mickey Bartlett in five years uh, four years give or take like uh, just so many guys I haven't seen in ages so it was nice to be out it was nice to see people that I hadn't seen in a long time and it was good it was a good big gig uh, so it was and then we'd Halloween Halloween was a couple of days later uh, and I injured myself I don't know if you can see that or not but my thumb you want to see the, see the blister on my thumb you thought my thumb was pregnant uh, yeah there was a bunch of kids up at my wife's mother's house loads of little children running about and not one of them managed to set themselves on fire or burn themselves, uh, but I did. I managed to... Well, it wasn't necessarily my fault. It was like the sparkler for one of the kids. And it sort of... Whoosh, he went... Ugh, and poked me with it. And it melted into my thumb. And then he went... And ran away with my burnt flesh melting on the end of a sparkler. <laughs> so I, I did whatever he man does when he hurts himself I just went and got beer and then and then I had to laugh my wife's sister or my sister-in-law if you want to call it she's a, like a, a nurse person uh, so she landed and she looked, she looked at me she went, what, what, what does, why has nobody helped this man you know she went straight into you know carer mode and nurse mode and whatever and well, she's radiographer but she went into you know NHS mode and uh, immediately it was there's some like I don't know why she was carrying anti burn cream around with her but you know, not need burn cream. So get that on. So put that on. And then she was a cup of ice and put your thumb in that. And so they put the cream on. It was like, oh. And then under the thing, it was like, oh. And I basically sat there with the thumb and some ice, drinking uh, <laughs> on Halloween. But I like Halloween. I like Halloween. I think Halloween has proved it's, it's, you know, it's, it's part of because Northern Ireland, the manager, hearing a lot of complaining. From a lot of people about rhetoric and the loyalists aren't happy and ceasefires may be you know we might stop our ceasefires and uh is that more water getting over there and you know just just there's tension and people go dial down the rhetoric uh you know and i love that dial down the rhetoric as if you know <laughs> You want to see Sinn Féin offices in Oma and, and there's a there's a rhetoric day, you know what I mean? 
It's like, turn that, you know. Uh, but the, the, it's, it's, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Although Jeffrey Donaldson's a bit of a lamb prick. Uh, anyway, I'm not talking politics and I'm not talking news on this. this that's for the other thing I'm going to do. Uh, but I, it's, it's, we're nowhere near what we were, you know, and I think it's great. And Halloween's one of those things. Halloween is a thing that proves that Northern Ireland has moved on somewhat. I mean, seriously, you turn around to a man in West Belfast and go, what's your plans to save them? Well, I'm going to put on a mask and knock some doors. You know I mean, 30, 40 years ago, man in a mask was knocking your door in Belfast. He wasn't looking for sweeties. You know, and we, we have we have moved on. We have. Northern Ireland's moved on quite a bit. Uh, at Belfast, uh, I was in Belfast on Wednesday night there. Uh, I'll tell you for why I'm uh, Which, that's why we're a day late. I'll tell you for why I'm But, uh, Belfast has moved on and it's got better and, and Belfast's almost getting proud of itself, which is kind of weird for me. Uh, but one of the things that Belfast is very proud of now is that we're on the international version of the Monopoly board. So we are, so you've got like big cities like London and Tokyo and Hong Kong and Sydney and then you've got Belfast. And it isn't even the brown shitty squares we got. It's like, you know, like, like, what squares do we get? I don't know, but it's not the brown shitty squares. That's the point. But we're very proud. We're on the international version of the Monopoly board. And we go, oh, look at us, Belfast, international Monopoly board. And I was sort of, you know, I was like, ah, oh, look at that. Until an Australian friend of mine, he says, he says, don't be too proud of Belfast on the Monopoly board. He says, because like, he says, we, I have the international version. He says, and when we play it, he says, everyone's quite happy to buy the Belfast square, but no one will build a hotel on. So if we bet the go, <laughs> we bet the go just yet. But I was, I was in Belfast on Wednesday night for a very bizarre reason. Uh, I got a phone call to go and be on the Jerry Kelly Tonight Show. Not Jerry Kelly, fucking scary, Jerry Kelly. Nice Jerry Kelly, it used to be on your TV. Uh, he's back doing his talk show. And they wanted me to go on it. And uh, he had no idea who I was. He did when I got there, because, you know, my agent told him. But uh, he had no idea who I was when he rang me. Because me agent got on, they went, here, why don't you have Terry McHugh on? He's like, hey. And it was really weird because it's like he brought me on. He was lovely. It was brilliant. It was great crack. Uh, I got brought on. I said, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, award-winning comedian and actor. Thank you very much, uh, Terry McHugh." And I came out, and the the audience was, you, there's an applause that you get that you sort of learn uh, when you're doing this kind of game. You're doing anything sort of public where you know, please welcome the stage. Blah blah blah. There's an applause where you go, that you hear, and you, oh, these people know me. And then there's another applause, which is like, who? Oh, I don't know either. Never heard of him. Just, 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 just clap, just clap. Right? It's the who the fuck is this applause, right? Uh, that's what I came on to. Uh, which was, it's no, like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a nasty thing. And that's in the audience. We're actually in the audience for all life. But they, they do. They just be like, yeah, who? So I come on and sit down. Um... Jerry Kelly was interviewing me, which was really fucking weird because, like, he was a regular in my living room every Friday night when he done the Kelly show on UTV. Uh, my mummy and her sister got tickets for it one for the recording one time, and there was oh, much excitement in the McHugh house. Uh, it was just it was because like the madness of what I do is never lost on me. Like it doesn't matter how often I walk out on a big stage. Like when I walk out, you know, I'm like me and Jake's doing the Ulster Hall. I've done the Ulster Hall a couple of times. Uh, but when I walk out in the Ulster Hall again, the madness of it won't be lost on me. I will walk out going, how the f- am I doing this? You know, uh, 
I think I think what's the madness of it's lost on you, and that'd be as much fun. But the madness of just sitting there on the on a, on a, like a talk show sofa, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I I could do this. I could be I could do this regularly, you know. Uh, I've been interviewed with Jerry Kelly, which was just bizarre. It was just bizarre. But uh, part of the reason they got me on was like, yeah, you're a comedian, blah blah blah. But also. Some of you might know, some of you don't know. I don't know, but I used to be an international yo-yo champion. I was the Irish yo-yo champion, travelled the world playing with yo-yos. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Dick. <laughs> uh, and they wanted, it, it was like, you know, I was told, bring a couple of yo-yos because, you know, because it is, I mean, there's, I mean, you find me another comedian possibly in the world who's a yo-yo champion. Uh so he said to me, he says, have you got yo-yos with you? And oh my God, by the magic of television, I just happened to have two with me. But before we recorded, one of the researcher guys, or not research, one of the producers uh, came over to me and he says, he says, right, Tyson, you're going to be doing yo-yos. I went, yes. And he goes, can you do yo-yos sitting down? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and then he asked me, he says, he says, can you do it where the yo-yo doesn't move? I was like, no. Because <laughs> they couldn't catch it on the camera. Uh, it goes out tonight at, well, this is Friday night, so if I get this uploaded on time, it's on, and you listen to it on time. It goes out on NDTV, I think it's called, uh, and it's also on YouTube. Uh, so I'll be on, I'll not be watching it because I can't watch myself on TV. I can't, like I've done the blame game, and I've never watched it. I was told it was really good, but I've never watched it. So I haven't. Uh, but the thing, and they say the audience were like the audience were loving it, and I, you know, and they were they were laughing when, they were, when I was trying to be funny, and they clapped when we went to clap, and they were being really nice. And they're like, "Oh, we like this guy." Don't know who he is, but we like him. And then Jerry says, and he says, "So he says you're going out on tour with Jake O'Kane," and I went, "Yeah, I've been open for Jake O'Kane for the past six years." And with half of that audience, you could just see them going, "That's who he is." So I'm on my blurb for. And when I, if I do a new show, uh, I'm going to put it's going to be the opening line of that blurb is going to be if you have seen Jake O'Kane, you have seen Terry McHugh. So when people read, they go, "That's who he is. We liked him. Let's go see him." And maybe I'll fucking sell the place out. Uh, but on me on the Kelly show it was mad, absolute madness. <clears throat> so it was, and that. What else has been going on? Not a pay. You see, this is the thing. This is what I don't understand about people who do one of these every week. Nobody's that fucking interesting. But then I suppose nobody is doing one where they're interviewing themselves every week. You know, uh, which is basically what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> and then you end up with dead air because I'm not that fucking interesting. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, if you got me, if I went on other people's podcasts, I would be like, yeah, no, nah, because I, I don't think I'm that. I don't do that much. Uh, I go to work. I come home. And I go do gigs, uh, and I write jokes. I'm writing new material at the moment. I'm writing a new thing, uh, which is part of the news, and I'm not telling you. Uh, but I'm nothing really else more to tell you. So I'm just gonna go. And there's a question on the ask me anything, which you can do by emailing Terry McHugh at terrymchughcomedy.com. I'm thinking of putting out a WhatsApp number, well, a phone number. Uh, and you can send like WhatsApp voice notes or ask me questions on WhatsApp and I'll read them out each month, week. <laughs> but the question I've been asked this week is, do you crack an egg on the skinny end or the fat end? This this person has said, they said, you know, yeah, I, 
this this is it's bizarre to me you know it's it's uh, david from well i'm not gonna say where he's from because he's a weirdo uh, clearly because he says uh, he says do you crack an egg on the skinny end or the fat end and i'm sitting reading this going well every there's only one end to crack an egg like a hard-boiled egg if you or soft or a boiled egg basically you've in the egg cup do you crack it at the skinny end of the fat end and i'm like of course it's the skinny end everybody does it why are you even asking this question this is just stupid and then i read the email and says says so I was just wondering, do you crack the egg at the skinny end of the fat end? I've always used the fat end. Uh, and, you know, I kind of maybe don't trust people who crack it at the skinny end. And I was, I'm, I'm sitting going, this must be a Catholic Protestant thing. You know what I mean? I thought, no, even Protestants wouldn't be this bizarre. But no, it goes on to say that the reason he cracks at the fat end is because if you put the skinny end in the egg cup, the egg sits more secure. Pardon me. The egg sits more securely in the egg cup. And I'm sort of looking, looking at this going, well, why, why would you want your egg to sit more securely in the egg? What, what are you on a roller coaster eating this thing? Are you driving? Why are you eating this thing? Uh, and then I asked a few, a few minutes, do you crack an egg at the skinny end of the fat end? Expecting them to have the same reaction that I had, which was, are you mental? And uh, one of my mates goes, oh, no, the fat end. I was like, well, why, 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 why? That's upside down. You know, and, and he was like, well, why? Who says that's upside down? Oh, it just is. Uh, like who puts an egg in an egg cup upside down? Fucking weirdos. That's who. And he was like, "No, you did that." Right. And I said, "Well, why would you do that?" He says, "Well, it's such more security in the egg cup." I said, "No, egg cups are made for the fat end to go in." Uh, and this, like, Josh, what caught is ridiculous. But this has blown my mind that there's people out there eating eggs upside down. Right now, I know. Uh, I peel bananas, what people would consider upside down, you know, so the bit of the banana that has the, the stalk, I don't peel it from there, I turn it around and peel it the other end, which apparently what monkeys actually do, but I've always done that, I don't know why. Uh, but people think that's upside down, but upside down eggs is just mental. So please, if you know, if you, if, if, if you are listening to this or watching this, and I'm going to leave you on this, if you're watching this or listening to this, and you eat your egg upside down, I'm telling you now, you're a weirdo right and you know how i know you're doing it upside down because when you buy an easter egg when you buy an easter egg in the box when it's sitting all nice in the box which hand's pointing up away is it the skinny end or the fat end fucking skinny end so there you go you're eating your eggs upside down and you're fucking weird uh and that's it that's me for this week uh, i have been terry McHugh. keep an eye on my uh my twitters and stuff if you're on there because the news i'm going to come out with the news very soon and uh thanks for listening uh subscribe to it like it review it all that crap tell your friends and hopefully on monday i will be putting out a new thing which is called here did you see that thing in the news until then uh, until next week i'm terry McHugh. this has been talking around the house thank you very much for listening i'll see you again Goodnight or something. Oh, I don't know why. Why do we do this? Like, seriously, it's fucking, you know, who's gonna watch that?